there's one quick and easy, almost no-brainer way to show people that you're serious about your business. Do you know what it is? I'm Laura Christensen, host of the Professional Writer Podcast, and in this Learn with Laura episode, I'm going to answer that question, and I'm going to challenge you to take an action that'll put one tiny but important element of your marketing on autopilot. The show notes for today's episode at bloggingbistro.com include a written transcript, which you can use as a tutorial or a checklist to help you implement today's tip. So you can either listen along, you can read, or you can do both. I received two emails today from people I'd never heard from before. They were both cold calling me. In other words, they were pitching podcast-related services. One person offered to edit podcast episodes and write show notes, and the other person offered to produce custom music for my podcast. I was intrigued by both of these offers because they're services that I'm planning to invest in. However, one thing stopped me dead in my tracks, and it made me instantly decide not to reply to either of those emails. Both messages were missing a signature. Your email signature, which is often referred to as a signature line, or I usually call it a SIG line, or a signature block, gives recipients of your email messages kind of a mini snapshot of who you are and how you can help them. It is a crucial piece of real estate that encourages people, particularly people who don't know you, to take the next step. After receiving these emails from the two people who pitched their podcasting services, the next step I would have taken would have been to visit their website because by visiting their website, I could have discerned whether they're a legitimate business. I would have perused the services and the pricing that they offer. I would have checked out the types of clients they worked with recently. Basically learning more about them and their business philosophy in general. And since I also happen to specialize in creating websites, I have this knack for instantly spotting the strengths and weaknesses of website and evaluating its professionalism. So on that level, I would have been looking at the design and functionality of their website itself to see how professionally they present themselves. I was unable to take that next step. In the case of both of these people that pitched me via email, one person's signature was just that. It was their first name only. No last name, no business name, no tagline, no website link, absolutely nothing that would enable me to ethically cyberstalk this person. The other person did include a signature line. It had their first and last name, their business name, and their location, and had a link to one of their social networks. But for me, the link to a social network instead of a website decimated my opinion of them because the home base of your business should never, ever be your LinkedIn or your Facebook page. That's like squatting on someone else's property and it shouts, amateur, amateur. So if you're serious about owning a business, build a home base for your business that you own. And that is a website that you own. The lack of an email signature line or putting the wrong information in your SIG line can quickly sway the opinion of the person who's receiving your message. Your double shot massive action step for today 
is to either create your email signature, or if you already have one, to go back, review it, and fine tune it. Here's where you might want to head over to bloggingbistro.com and check out the transcript for episode 16, because I'm going to be giving you a lot of information here about what to include in your signature line, and you're going to want to go back and review that checklist. Every email client, and by client, I mean Gmail, Outlook, other places where you access your email, offers a way to create a signature, which they're going to refer to as a signature line or a signature block. And if you aren't sure how to create one in the first place, I'm not going to give you instructions for that because every email client is different. But what I want you to do is go to Google or whatever search engine you use and search for how to create a signature in, and then insert the name of your email service. So how to create a signature in Gmail, how to create a signature in Outlook. Your signature line must include these two basic elements, only two, but it has to have these two elements in it. Number one, your first and last name and your business name if it's different than your first and last name. So for example, my signature line says Laura Christensen, my first and last name. It also has my business name, Blogging Bistro LLC, because that's different than, that's a different brand name than my first and last name. So that lets people know who I am and what business I represent. That's the number one element that your signature line absolutely has to include. Number two, a link to your business website, not your personal website, not your personal Facebook profile, not your personal anything, link to your business website and embed the hyperlink in the address. And in the tutorial, in the show notes, I show you how to do that. Here's a little tip for when you are writing out your website domain. Do not include www in front of the domain. That is so 2010-ish. Is that a thing? Can we say that? You know, we used to say, oh, that's so 1990s. That's so 1970s. That's so 2010-ish, which is like 100 years ago in internet years. The prefix www simply identifies the address as a website. It stands for World Wide Web. Almost all web servers will automatically redirect users to the correct domain. You do not need to put the www prefix at the beginning. It just, it clutters up the domain name. It takes forever to pronounce all those Ws. You don't need it. Get rid of it. So my email hyperlink is just going to say bloggingbistro.com. Plain, simple, easy. All right, so those are the two things that your signature line must include. Your name and a link to your business website. Now I'm going to walk you through seven optional items that you may wish to include. You don't need to include all seven of these items. You can pick and choose the one that you would like to use, or you don't have to use any of them if you don't want. But here are seven additional items that a lot of signature lines typically include. Number one, a title, identifier, or tagline. So think here in terms of what do you do? And this information is most often located on the line directly below your name. So your title or your tagline might read author or speaker. So it might say Laura Christensen, author, speaker. Or you would have your name followed by a tagline like 
best-selling author of Inspirational Romance, which gives people a little bit more information about the type of writing that you do, the genre of writing. Or you might say something like, award-winning author of young adult paranormal books. So keep it simple, keep it short, but you can include a title, an identifier, or a tagline. Number two, your business phone number. That's all I have to say about that one. Number three, a link to your online scheduling service with an invitation to book a discovery call with you or what I call a quick chat. I use and recommend Acuity Scheduling, and I've included a link to that in the show notes over at bloggingbistro.com. It is a wonderful online scheduling service because I do a lot of work one-on-one with clients, and so they need a quick and easy way to self-schedule an appointment or a consultation with me or a free quick chat or what is often called a discovery call. So that's number three, a link to your online scheduling service. Number four, and this one is a little bit controversial, so we're going to spend some time on this one, and that is your logo. I choose not to insert my logo in my signature because most email clients, and when I say email client here, I'm referring to Gmail, Yahoo, Outlook. Those are called email clients or email services. Most of those email clients do not automatically download and display images in emails. Instead, what they do is attach the logo to the email as an image file. And I don't want everyone who receives an email from me to think that I'm sending them an attachment, especially people who I'm emailing for the first time. People are suspicious of emails that include attachments. So that's why I have chosen not to use my company logo in my signature line. If you do decide to include your logo or some other type of image in your signature, here are three pointers. Number one, don't make your signature block only an image file. I see this all the time where someone has spent a a long time designing a beautiful signature block that has their logo and it has links to three or four social networks and it has their phone number and it has their name and blah, blah, blah. And it's all one image. It's not text. It's set up as an image file. Do not create a graphic that includes all of that stuff, whatever you decide to put in your signature, and send the whole thing as one image. Because when that image gets shrunk down to mobile phone size, it can become really grainy and impossible to read. And if there are links embedded in that image, it becomes almost impossible to click on those embedded links. If you do use an image, upload a PNG or a JPEG file that doesn't exceed 15 kilobytes. And again, I put this in the show notes at bloggingbistro.com so you don't have to try to scribble it down or remember what you're hearing here. Images should generally be up to around 200 pixels wide and about 80 pixels tall. Now that's a general rule of thumb, 200 wide by 80 pixels tall, and they absolutely must be optimized for mobile devices. Second tip, if you do decide to use an image in your signature, is never include an animated GIF, G-I-F. Some people pronounce that GIF, I like to pronounce it GIF because it stands for Graphics Interface File. (laughs) All right, that's personal preference. People pronounce it both ways. So don't include an animated GIF. 
Many email clients don't support animated GIF files, which means that the animation won't play. Here's what's going to happen. The recipient of your email is going to see only the first frame of the GIF, and then they're going to see this big, ugly red X showing that the image is broken. Save the animated GIFs for your playtime on Facebook. Third tip for using images in your SIG line, never embed a video. Now, similar to animated GIFs, most email clients do not support embedding videos into an email signature. It's fine to link to a video that's hosted on YouTube or Vimeo or other video sharing service, but don't try to embed it in the email signature itself. All right, we're talking about seven optional items you may wish to include in your signature. And we are now on item number five. That is an invitation to sign up for your lead magnet. This is an optional item that you can include in your signature line. I think that growing your email list should always be one of your top priorities. I've seen a lot of invitations for people to subscribe to email lists and the invitation consists of the words like, sign up for my e-newsletter and get the latest updates. <sighs> Are you yawning? I can almost see you falling asleep when you hear those words because people are going, so what? Who cares? <laughs> I don't care about the latest updates. Give me something I really want. You need to develop a high value free gift, which I call a lead magnet, that compels your ideal audience to subscribe. It's got to be something that your ideal reader wants, needs, and can begin using right away. Ironically, the lead magnet that I include in my signature line is a promotion for my free e-course, which is called Email Marketing for Writers, Seven Days to Launch Your List. And that course also includes a couple of bonus cheat sheets, one of which is titled 22 Wahoo Email Marketing Ideas for Writers. So I know my ideal reader. I know that they're looking for help with email marketing. So I promote my email marketing for writers course in my signature line. Optional item number six for your signature is a list and or links to some of your key products, programs, and services. Your signature is ideal real estate for you to do some soft light promotion. So for example, my signature line says brand coaching, custom WordPress websites, content writing and editing. Those are three of the core services that my company Blogging Bistro offers. Brand coaching, custom WordPress websites, content writing and editing. Boom, three phrases. It's there below my name, quick and easy, kind of like a tagline for me. Now here's a word of caution <laughs> because I see this a lot in email signature lines. A lot of people get really carried away in this section. I have seen signatures for authors who announce, I'm the award-winning best-selling author of 10 books, including blah, 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 blah. And then they list the titles of all 10 books. And when you do this, what's the first impression that people have of you? Oh, it's like, oh my gosh, this person is so self-absorbed. All they care about is selling their 10 books. Also, people need to be able to read your entire signature line at a glance. And when I say at a glance, I'm talking one to two seconds. 
So if your signature is 15 or 20 or 35 lines long and it reads more like a resume, it is time, my friends, to put your signature on the chopping block. If your signature line contains lengthy sentences or paragraphs, replace those sentences and paragraphs with short phrases that recipients of your message can quickly skim, ingest, and click. In my signature line, I could have said, I host a podcast called The Professional Writer. You can find it at www.bloggingbistro.com forward slash podcast. During each weekly show, I provide practical tips to help people plan, launch, and grow a writing-related business. I also host a private Facebook group for the podcast called The Professional Writer Podcast Community. You can find it here, www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash professional writer podcast community. Okay, have you fallen asleep? I'm just guessing that you're like, snooze fast. That was the most boring thing I've ever heard. No one is going to read that convoluted mess. No one. Here's what I did instead. The Professional Writer Podcast. Listen in. And I have that hyperlinked to the podcast itself. Plus, little plus sign, free Facebook community. And I also have the words Facebook community hyperlinked to the Professional Writer Podcast community. You'll be able to visualize this when you look at the show notes. So I condensed a lengthy, boring paragraph into, let's see, I'm counting them here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine words. Nine words, two short phrases. The Professional Writer Podcast. Listen in. Plus, free Facebook community. You can ingest all that within two seconds. It also includes a couple links that you can click on if you want. All right, we have made it to number seven optional item to include in your signature line. And that is links to your primary social networks. Notice there I said primary. I didn't say all, I said primary. I have seen signature lines that link to people's Facebook page, their personal Facebook profile, their Facebook group that they admin, their LinkedIn account, their YouTube, their Goodreads, their Amazon author page, Twitter, Pinterest, and the list goes on and on and on. Now, remember how I said earlier that a social channel should never serve as your business's home base? Your online home base should always be your website. Now, this is important because when you're deciding which social networks, if any, to include in your signature, choose only one or two channels where you and your ideal reader consistently hang out. Choose only the channels where you are currently active, engaged, posting several times a week, and you are committed to growing a following. I have accounts on every social network under the sun, but I don't include a single one of them in my email signature line. You might include one or two, but don't do overkill here. Just put the ones where you're most active currently, you're active, you're engaged, you're posting regularly. And when I say regularly, I mean you are posting several times a week and you're very committed to interacting with your followers on that particular channel. 
a little tip here to help you avoid what I call analysis paralysis. Now, the definition of analysis paralysis, it's a, a disease of the mind. It plagues email signature lines, just as it does on websites and e-newsletters. And here's what it is. When you give readers or listeners or viewers too many things to think about, too many decisions to make, too many links to click, they get analysis paralysis and they don't do any of the things that you're hoping they'll do. Instead, follow the KISS principle, K-I-S-S. Keep it short and simple. KISS. Keep it short and simple. The KISS principle applies to formatting your email signature as well. I'll often receive emails from people whose signature block is in a completely different font, size, and color from the body of the message. And this is distracting and not in a good way. Your signature is a key piece of your branding. So it's important to make your SIG line coordinate with the content of the message and with your overall brand color palette, font, font sizes, and messaging. So here's what to do to fix that. Go into your email client and access your email settings. Find out what font you're using currently for your emails Choose a readable, legible font and color. Usually it's some shade of dark gray or black. And a font size, probably 12, 13, 14 point. So choose a, a readable font and a font size that closely emulates the font family that you're using on your website and in all your online and offline marketing materials. You wanna keep the font, the font size and the font color as consistent as possible across the board. So use this same font in the body of your messages as well as in your signature. Keep in mind that most people are going to be reading your email on their phone. So choose a font that is legible when it's scaled down for that small mobile screen. In terms of colors, here's another place where people kind of go a little crazy <laughs> with their signature lines. Don't go crazy. Don't use a whole rainbow of colors in your signature line. Again, go back, look at the color palette that you're using on your logo and your website and choose one or two colors to use in your signature. Usually the key information in your signature line, such as your name and your business name, is going to be in black because that's a standard color that most email messages use. And then if you want, choose one contrasting color from your brand color palette and use that in different elements, some of those optional elements that you might include in your signature line. Well, I suspect that you might have a little bit of work to do on your signature line. I certainly did. And as I was writing the outline for this episode, I actually went in and revised my own signature line. And I will post the new and hopefully improved version in the show notes so you can look over those and give me some feedback on my signature line. I really would like your feedback. And if you would like to share your shiny new signature line, I invite you to join the Professional Writer Podcast Community. That's a private Facebook group. Again, the link is in the show notes at bloggingbistro.com. Come in there and share your signature line with us or share, share what you're doing, you know, your first draft, your first revision. And the group members will give you feedback and will help you to fine tune it. 
Also, I just wanted to mention, because I've been talking a lot about logo design today and including your logo, possibly, in your signature line. That is a service that the Blogging Bistro team provides. In addition to doing custom WordPress websites, we will include logo design either as part of that package or as a separate standalone service. So if you need a logo design for your business, contact me. There's a contact page over at bloggingbistro.com. It has a form on it and it will come directly to me. Just tell me that you are interested in getting a price quote and some specs on a logo design and I will get right back to you. Thanks so much for joining me for today's episode of the Professional Writer Podcast. I'll talk with you again next week.